0: by slice place it's not fair for me to ask what kind of wife you might make forbidding you to smoke like the fascist butt of a joke that is poor practice for opening
1: the heart hey man uh listen how are you this is weird even though we had an episode come out last week we have actually not recorded in a couple weeks man it's been a minute
0: yeah yeah it's it's been it's been a little while i'm back in new york city you know yeah, you, you,
1: you had sojourned back to the, to the, the motherland, sadly. Literally, the, mother, the land where your mom yeah. is. Yeah. Back,
0: back to the swamp where I grew up. How was it? It, it, was a, it was hot as shit. It was 110 on the heat index. It was a swamp. <laughs> they were steers. <receivers>. Um, <laughs> like, but no, honestly, really, really great to go back, see friends. Uh, leaving, you know, it's a fucking cliche, but it, I know this was not your experience, but leaving um, actually made me appreciate the place that much more going back. Um, just for all the things that, uh, New York doesn't have, Florida does in terms of just space. It's cheap. Most of the people I know are there, et cetera. Uh, So on that level, it was really good.
1: We definitely had different experiences. Like in my mind, there needs to be another Sherman and he needs to march all of Florida into the sea, you know what I mean, burn that motherfucker to the ground, obviously we'll evacuate the people we care about, but
0: well uh, yeah. what exactly is your beef with Florida? Is it that you um, genuinely hate the state itself just like the the weather the 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 plants, yeah. the flora, yeah, the fauna, it's, it's, or is it just that you have bad associations with like who you used to be the people yeah
1: yeah i think i think i think it's like it's probably a healthy mix of everything if i'm being honest like certainly i don't like who i was when i was in florida but but not even because i was such a bad person i was just a young person young people make mistakes i didn't like who i was in terms of being someone who's like I'm going to do this thing, man. But then I never did it. I was a talker, you know, like New York really kind of forced me to be like, no, if you're going to say something out loud, you need to do that thing, you know. Uh, so I don't like that. Also, the weather is ridiculous. Also, it's sort of racist as fuck. I think you know that. Also, also, the people who stayed there, now that, I don't want to blanket statement this, right? But mm-hmm. a lot of people who stayed there are too smart to have stayed there. There are some really great, wonderful people who never left that bubble, and it's horrifying like to me florida is this weird black hole where really talented people who can almost go as fast as the speed of light uh couldn't couldn't quite escape the the grasp of that uh gravitational pull well well,
0: i i feel like you're assuming that they that they ever wanted to maybe they're getting what they need out of that place like why why put it that way
1: uh, because I don't believe that. I mean, I mean, how many people do we know who have been talking about leaving for, for the longest time, you know, like, uh, and certainly anyone who's like, I love Florida and I want to die here. Like, good for you. That's all. I'm not like, in no way am I diminishing you. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I really love Florida. I really loved growing up there. I really loved the, the, the ladies that I got to have relationships with and, and, and build and, uh, you know, like as a human being, I really love the friend, you, I met you in Florida. Like obviously like I love parts of Florida a lot. Uh, my nephews are there, but it's just like, what a great place to grow up from age nine to 18. Mm -hmm. Uh, everyone should leave immediately. Like, like Florida really should be like the nation's retirement community where you have to be 55 or up to go to Florida. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. I don't know why anyone is. But I, but not to, to step on your parade or rain on your parade. I think I'm, I'm glad you went home, and uh, I know you saw your mama, and I, she's doing well and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you had a good time, dude. Like, there's plenty. I got nothing but love for the people there, you know? But
0: Yeah. No, it was also, like, a chance for me to, like, have a hard reset not work for a little bit. I was on a leave of absence. So I was just, like, chilling. Binge-watched three straight seasons of MasterChef, so that was something – and a whole bunch of other TV. Don't shake your head, oh my you God. judgmental son of a. bitch. No, nah, there's like
1: great TV, and you're watching MasterChef. I just. Well, we also watched
0: uh, great TV. You know, like uh, why you gotta
1: why you well, gotta you, come at me? You rewatched something you had already seen with your mom. Like that's the difference. Like 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 you didn't gain anything. Like and I'm not being shitty. Like Dolores does this to me all the time too, because I would we rather. I
0: watched Big Little Lies, so I actually did mix it up. <gasps> okay, Thank can you. we talk about
1: that fucking show for a second? What happened? Like, uh, what happened to this show? Because uh, the first couple episodes of season two, I'm like, I'm on board. It's hypnotic. It's doing great shit. And now it's basically just become Ally McBeal. Like, I don't understand <laughs> what happened with that show. And I know it's David E. Kelly. Uh, but holy shit. Like, do you think at some point in the writing process, he's like, fuck it. Put it in a courtroom. Like, I just, I, I need to know what the mindset was for these last two episodes to just be uh, a trial, basically. <laughs>
0: Well, I didn't see the last episode, so I don't know. Um, Sorry to tell you this;
1: it's not like a spoiler, spoiler because you saw. I've
0: heard a lot of people it. didn't like it. Yeah,
1: I just, I just like literally, it's, 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 it's. I can see David E. Kelly writing it and being like, "Fuck it, let's just go, let's go back to the well." Like, yeah. this is a guy. Like, people don't need to know. David E. Kelly, like before he did this he did Ally McBeal and LA law and the practice and Boston legal. Like he la, definitely la. has a type, right? Like, right. Law la, thank you. Uh, but he, the, 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 like, like that's what he fucking does. And mm. so when he did big little lies, like the big surprise was, I mean, it wasn't his dialogue because if you go back and rewatch season one, it's like, I'm not sure David E. Kelly's ever met a woman, let alone two having a conversation in the the world but it was always like it was so well directed that you kind of like you know glossed over it this well
0: well performed too like the performances are really propping up that whole show for me and the direction is still on point I heard like something about how uh, the director was like like, her cut was stolen from her, pretty yeah. much, and they brought in um, What's-His-Nuts from season one. Marc-Jean
1: yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so, yeah, IndieWire, Indie I think, broke the story, and it was, like, fascinating. Because, again, like, what's the thing that people resonate the most with the show? Like, why do, why do you think it became such a pop culture sensation, Max? Why do I think? uh, Yeah, like season one. What was the big drawing appeal? Like what was the cultural pop culture moment about why people were drawn to that show?
0: I mean, I think it was like a perfect storm of a lot of things. It was like this all-star cast in an HBO drama. It was also just a show about women supporting other women
1: it on the head yeah. you got it which is like when you then hear the story that IndieWire wire broken for those unfamiliar i will very briefly catch you up uh Indie wire came out with a report that said that andrea arnold who was hired as the season two director right season one was directed in its entirety by mark john um mm-hmm. who also did sharp objects which is wonderful he was not available for season two of big little lies because he went off and did sharp objects which we also really dug right mm-hmm. um so they gave it to Andrea Arnold, Andrea Arnold. I've only seen one thing she has done. She did American Honey, and I liked American Honey a lot. Um, but I and she did uh, Transparent, and I love Dick, which I had seen both of those TV shows, and they're pretty good, too. All right, so I'm telling you all of this to tell you that, like, hey, you have autonomy, kid. You're going to get it from pre-production, production to post-production, editing. You can do whatever you want. They even hired European editors because she had spent a year of her life in California shooting the show. Then she yeah. went back to England to do it. And without telling her, that just brought fucking the other guy back. What's interesting about this story, Max, is that, like, I kind of knew something was wrong. I knew something was wrong because every episode was 44 minutes long, where every season one episode was 60 minutes long, 60 plus. Like, something felt fucking off, basically, after everything after the first episode, something felt off. Um, So when that story came out, I was kind of shooketh, because it's like, as you said, to bring it all the way back, sorry, I'm ranting, I've had some vodka, um, that this is a show that's propped up on like, yo, women supporting women, like the, this, this, this thing of female friendship and companionship that we often don't see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was this really great watershed moment. Holy shit. To have Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman be producers on this thing, to have Laura Dern go out there publicly and say like, without Andrea Arnold, the season wouldn't exist. And then to find out that it's a facade is like, God damn, dude! Like it's a black eye. The the communications director for HBO who had been there for forty years quit (laughs) like last week when that Mm -hmm. story came out because it's like, yeah, that's a black eye. I don't want to deal with this shit, you know. And it's it's so fucked up. What what happened, man?
0: I don't know. I just know that we we never got that scene where Reese Witherspoon threw an ice cream. Uh, all I was waiting for yeah that's what I'm really mad about it's not even the Andrew Arnold thing it's just that they took that scene away from us
1: (laughs) yeah like it was like way short anyway we
0: had we had time if you're gonna create a cartoon cardboard cutout character for Meryl Streep to play at least at least do me the fucking courtesy of letting me see Reese Witherspoon throw some ice cream cream.
1: well I'll tell you that's it kind of went for me in those first two episodes being like you know Meryl Streep man like to basically me seeing the like I told you I think maybe in private or maybe on a podcast but like I am starting to see format when I watch things like mm-hmm. I like I'm I'm having the Matrix brain now where it's just like all right I'm watching a sitcom always and I'm goes like,
0: back to the Matrix it has to uh,
1: but it's, it's like it's like fade in uh, interior daytime blah 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 like I'm starting to see that when I'm watching stuff and what I'm starting to see for the rest of Big Little Eyes was like david e kelly what do i want meryl streep to do this scene <laughs> like it has nothing to do with story it's just about like uh how how, how can she take people down a couple pegs immediately and like right. that's cool the first couple times you see it but then afterwards it's just ridiculous i don't even know why i'm ranting about this only to say that like holy shit that 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 fell off a cliff <laughs> like <laughs> jesus christ man well, like
0: scene after scene of her being like the most passive aggressive human being that you could possibly imagine just insulting person after person in every single interaction while smiling and it's like okay this is this is fine i i need something else now
1: well i have this big i mean you didn't watch last episode i have this big theory that what they're gonna do is because it ends with like god you want to know how bad this is and this isn't like a spoiler at the end it looks like the judge is going to rule in celeste's favor (laughs) But she's like, Nope. I want to put Meryl Streep on the stand, a non-necessary narrative move. Streep on the stand. That's actually kind of awesome. I would watch that spit off Streep on the Stand. And she just gives like a powerhouse performances while right.
0: I deb- want an entire season of television with just her giving testimony for one trial
1: but but doing different characters right like like it could be nope, like,
0: just the same character for oh, really? straight hours of them just grilling her by the end of the season she looks like shit dude i thought slept. we would go the
1: opposite direction i thought we want to see some fucking range meryl street plays an elderly black man meryl street plays an elderly oh, so japanese like, woman like just going all over the place a young german child meryl <laughs> Streep will get to the truth of it so every She's single
0: episode different character K- kind of pulling the scarlet johansson where she's like right. i could play any character any race any tree
1: apparently that got uh that was misquoted but probably I loved it. but i probably loved it. yeah because I love for it too. a second i was like scarlet like girl you wrong but i like this look on you <laughs> like i got really excited at her being like you, know fuck touch. you? Like, no, she kind of went into it man she's inducing the scarlet fever as it were and i kind of love it
0: fever did I you just say it. scarlet fever Yeah, I did. Well, I'm proud of you. I'm sorry. said Streep on the sand. Scarlet (laughs) Scarlet fever. fever. You're doing (laughs) great. Two
1: for two today, man. I'm doing pretty well.
0: You're doing great work.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the, the Meryl Streep thing is just like, she's great. And she's also annoying, which is great. And like, it's not her fault. Like, you have to really, you want to talk about how great she's doing this performance. This season is just like, she's doing nothing. She's giving literally nothing to do. Every scene, and she somehow elevates that into just being otherworldly. Like I'm convinced she's an alien. Like I've I really, I've stopped thinking that Meryl Streep is is one of our kind. And
0: different planet from Tilda, though.
1: Right, Tilda is also an alien, but <laughs> she's yeah. from the posh part of she's the universe. She's the posh part yeah. of the universe.
0: <laughs> she's the aristocratic alien.
1: Yeah, she man, she came
0: down to grease us.
1: Yeah, she's from Chelsea, basically, um, which I really like. There's Thank the Chelsea you. London, and there's a Chelsea New York, and she's yeah. from both of them. That's how posh she is, man. It's fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The Big Little Lies thing just kind of fell apart. I mean, what, what I think is going to happen is what I was saying is like, okay, so uh, now Celeste wants uh, Meryl Streep on the stand, Streep on the stand, and then on top of that, because it wouldn't be David E. Kelly without one of these, <laughs> she's like, and I would like to represent myself on the stand and then they just said that no like nicole kidman is uh, going to cross examine to uh, so which like like they do at least do the bare minimum of including a line where the judge is like that's not a good idea like almost like like a surrogate of the audience being right. like no don't do this So Celeste is
0: representing herself so that she can question Meryl Streep.
1: No, but only now. Like, she had a lawyer for the last two episodes, and now she's like, I'm going to put her on stand, and I want to do the cross-examination myself. Mm. Judge is like, don't do it. It's a bad idea. And she's like, I don't care. I'm a lawyer. Shrug emoji. And then the episode just ends. But what I think is going to happen is that they're going to reveal under oath that, uh, you know, obviously Perry is uh, some like he may be a rape baby or some shit. Like we never hear anything about Perry's dad, right? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like yeah. they're, they're going to do something like that. And I feel like they're going to try to set this up for a third season, but I, the, to bring it all back to the Andrea Arnold thing is like, who's going to touch this? Like, unless Jean Valet comes back and is like, I am in, and he smokes a fucking long Virginia slim or something like, who's going to even want to come back? Cause it seems like a really disrespectful situation. Well, I,
0: I, from what I'm hearing, they're not going to have a third season. Like it, or they're we'll saying see. it's not likely, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm sure they can find some schmuck to come back and, and touch this. Maybe they'll get Valet, maybe they'll get Brett Ratner, you know, just some director for hire that they can boss or no. Brett Ratner
1: really needs a comeback, man. Like, <laughs> and think about it what director out there could really handle the, the subtle touch? Yeah, of then one the one who was just accused
0: <laughs> of sexual harassment.
1: See, but see, you know, everyone likes a comeback story. What if legit Brett Ratner came back and made the most feminist fucking empowerment uh, empowering film ever, like like a Mad Max Furiosa, like a level of holy shit, like women can do this. Remember, guys, like, and it's right. Brett Ratner directing it. I mean, it's all is all forgiven, like, just not from us naturally, but I mean Hollywood, like, like we're it already letting feminist Gibson icon yeah like we're letting mel gibson come back you tell me Brett Ratner can't eventually be like the new glorious i, lo- I love
0: that like w- in in the fucking fucked up realm of capitalism it is almost like we all voted with our wallets and said come back mel gibson like we all cast a ballot for mel gibson and said you can come back into the fold now you can come yeah. out of hiding or whatever cave you were living yeah. in yeah you fucking piece of shit
1: yeah yeah, that's what we did. We really <laughs> we really propped up a human. I'm really proud of us as a people. I don't, you
0: know, there are things to be proud of. I don't know if that's one of them.
1: Oh my God, name one genius who ain't crazy. Seriously, do you think fucking Billy Wilder wasn't like killing fucking Dutch whores every time he could? Like, of course. I don't
0: know, Vince Gilligan. Well, Isn't he the classic go-to? They, I,
1: I, I, you know what? Everyone says fuck him because he ruins it for the rest of them because he is the exception. He's not the rule. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He, it's such bullshit. And like, yeah, he's nice and he's gentlemanly and he's always kind and polite. Fuck him. Like develop a meth habit or something, you know, like do something to make yourself not an angel.
0: You know, he might actually be a raging meth addict. I hope so. He just keeps that shit on lock, you know, he keeps it locked down.
1: Actually, I respect that. I say this all the time. Do any drug you want. Handle thy shit. Number one rule of Christian's Fight Club, handle thy shit. Um, you, do you all do the always, you-,
0: you do always say this. You're like, yes, abuse all the substances you want. That's your problem. Don't make it mine.
1: Yeah, pay your rent and go to work. I don't care what you do. Like, why <laughs> should I care? Like, and that's the problem. Like, addiction is this thing that everyone makes their fucking problem, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, someone's drinking too much. Fuck it. You know, let's just get part. I'm a little drunk today. So listen, <laughs> while I'm drunk, I understand the irony. I'm going to put my brother on blast. My, my, my brother texts me. When I get off the plane from Los Angeles, yes, I just got back from Los Angeles, by the way. We'll get into that in a bit. And my brother texts me, and he's like, I got a text from mom today, bro. And I'm like, uh, okay, <laughs> what does it say? And, he's, and she's like, she asked me how many beers I drink a day and how many packs of cigarettes I smoke a day. To which he said, I, I drink a 12-pack a day, and I smoke two packs of cigarettes a day. But don't give me shit because I have responsibility, I have to do this. I have to do that. I got to provide for the children. I got to do that. All this fucking like litany of fucking list and shit like that. But like, if I drink a bottle of vodka every day, you would say something to me, Max. Like like, Mm -hmm. as much as I'm drinking now, I already see the judgment in your eye and that's why I haven't gone further because otherwise- I know, there's
0: no judgment here. I'm just like still waking up. I can't Uh, fully open my eyes yet. That's what you're seeing.
1: You're like a mummy who's just using these eyes for the first time in like a millennia or something. No, but that's my point. Like, you know, like if I drink literally a bottle of vodka every day, right, you would say something to me. Um, I started calculating. Like my brother, my mom bought him a 12-pack and these cigarettes, and the cigarettes are like $9, right? So he's my mom said he's spending $26 a day on alcohol and cigarettes that's problematic no matter how you slice it like don't tell me you don't have money to pay your car payment when you're spending over a thousand dollars on alcohol and fucking cigarettes every month like here's the other thing i like drinking no surprise there but if i was poor wouldn't charge it like i wouldn't go put vodka on a credit card because like that doesn't make any fucking sense to me i don't understand people who are like that and so you know when it comes to the whole addiction thing it's just like Some people have that gene where they can kind of pull it off. You ever hear about, like, the British sensibility? British sensibility, apparently, is, like, you'll have a heroin addiction and no one will ever know. It's Mm -hmm. like Woodhouse from Archer. It's a weird, (laughs) like, grab. I'm sorry. But, but like, the idea that he's, like, he's dutiful, never misses a day of work, heroin fiend. Okay? Mm -hmm. Like, that should be your example, heroin addicts, everywhere. Like, get a job and keep that job. Do all the heroin you want. I'll never bemoan you. (laughs) yeah Sorry, i mean I was, I was to take a drink my bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i saw that um that's why i was laughing no um uh i was talking to dolores about that because dolores lived in in england for a while and like the right. one thing she told me about it she was like yeah i don't like the people there and i was like why and she was like they're all like emotionally repressed drunks and i was like nice. hmm interesting um so I, yeah i guess like the whole british thing is like uh you know don't uh don't betray your emotions just uh have a drink mate Drink a pint. Shut up. Deal with it. Right. So that, That's that how sounds how people healthy. dealt with
1: the bombings, man. People were doing heroin. They still got kids up north. Isn't that the, the wraparound story of Narnia? That Like the bombs are falling. So let's go up north and we found a magical world. Like I don't remember mm. Narnia. The only thing I remember about Narnia is the piece of shit sister who did nothing to deserve it ends up being the fucking queen of Narnia at the end.
0: Just seems like a lot of you know, like British children's fantasy stories are about like escaping emotional trauma into a a mystical realm.
1: Not even escaping, just rejecting. (laughs) Yeah. Like like no, I'm not acknowledging that. Like I'm gonna go into a wardrobe. I'm a wizard. It's like right. What's the real story of Harry Potter? Like Harry Potter fever dreamed all of this up because he's an abused child. right on the stairs man. like a
0: preposterously abused child (laughs) he's like living in not even a room he's living in a closet under the stairs and now all of a sudden not only is he a fucking wizard he's the wizard
1: he's the the jesus (laughs) christ of wizarddom and like and at no point like that's that's what jk needs to do eighth book like Mm -hmm. harry potter and the great fucking delusion and he's just like 35
0: year old harry potter chained up in the basement of the dursley's house just like still Running a little sweatshop or something. Well, it's
1: fucked up because Uncle Vernon is long dead. You know,
0: like yeah. he's like
1: he's not even a prisoner anymore. But he—that's his self-worth. He feels like he can't leave. The but fucking- that—that's
0: his home now. Yeah, his chains have become his home. Oh my god! He doesn't god. know how to live out in the real world. It's like Shawshank when Morgan Freeman's like, "I don't know what to do." Busted, calm <laughs> like me.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I like to think like Vernon, you know, took the easy way out. He killed himself, so he's the one who went up and did. Vernon was here right. at the very end. Harry gets up. Well, Harry... yeah, ha-
0: Harry doesn't have an Andy Dufresne to go right. hang out with in Neho, You know, right? He's just he's just got his own imagination.
1: <laughs> who would be the Who would be the Andy Dufresne? I mean, because like in theory, like Sirius is is is, is imprisoned for wrong wrongful. Well, behavior. well, in in yeah. in,
0: the, in this scenario, like all those people <laughs> are fucking made exist, up. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, hold on, hold on. He probably does have an uncle serious, but he's you know doing like ten to fifteen.
0: For yeah, activating. he's like a crack dealer.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, okay, I went, I went white collar crime. You you went grimy, man. You are like crack dealer. Uh, yeah, so he probably does have an uncle serious. He's just not, you know,
0: he's actually like convicted for assault instead of like falsely accused. Oh, my uncle is falsely accused because his uncle was nice to him once, so he makes <laughs> up this elaborate fantasy about now he was falsely accused. And dementors are
1: there. Right. I think dementor, dementors are like uh, the coming down from heroin. That's what the metaphor is, you know? Because mm. the come up, oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to tell you what to do with your lives, but the come up from heroin, I've never done heroin. I wouldn't know. But I've heard it's awesome. I hear it's wonderful. I hear it's really nice.
0: I hear yeah. it's pleasant. I, I, hear, I hear it's just genuine, just a feeling of genuine niceness. I and hear it's chasing like- chasing that contentment every time
1: yeah no i hear it's like taking peyote and sneezing slowly for seven years you know what i mean like do i know what you mean of course i do <laughs> thank you <laughs> i was like did i go too far here no nope, max always here to pick me up yeah the, i mean so the harry potter thing is weird but just because like i want to recontextualize that entire story do you want to kind of do this with me are you okay like is the harry yeah. potter saga as we know it right because like Much like Game of Thrones, we come in in the middle of a story, not the beginning. We think it's the beginning, but it's not. What happened, uh, all these things happened before we got there, but the main crux of it was that there was a bad dude going around killing people. There was a resistance to that bad dude. That bad dude killed a couple and tried to kill a baby in its crib. I think sometimes we forget how fucking dark Harry Potter is because if you took magic out of it, it's a guy who breaks into a home to kill a child. Like, it's kind of metal as fuck. Kill a little baby. But somehow, love or whatever,
0: I don't remember. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. Love protects him. But it doesn't happen. Isn't he, like, the inverse of, like, Voldemort somehow?
1: I think... what does he
0: become the inverse he becomes After the inverse because he becomes a Horcrux,
1: right? Like, isn't that the whole idea that, like, oh, they, right. he has to kill Harry at the very end, but he didn't mean to make him into a Horcrux. He accidentally made him into a Horcrux, and so at as, the end, as we're, it we're, happens, yeah, it, which tends as to as one does. <laughs> as one does, yeah. So, so he—that's when he does the like fucking I'm gonna kill you spell, which I don't remember what it's called. Uh, havada Shah: No, that's like Arabic. My bad. I just got put. It havada kadaver. Well, I almost said havada Shah, which is I see you in arabic mm. uh it probably doesn't it means like hot pocket or something i don't like i don't know exactly what arabic <laughs> is but but so that happens and then and then he doesn't die and then voldemort for some reason gets fucking like ah! goes into the oblivion and then we pick up to where we are now which is present day actually it's not it's like 1990 that was the other thing that freaked me out about potter is that we read it in like 97 on but yeah. it takes place in 1990
0: Wait, does it take place in 1990?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: What? Yeah. Why, what? What's JK doing not setting it in present goddamn day? Who does she think she is? Some kind of writer or something? Setting a time and a place for her story?
1: I don't Set like it. it.
0: Fuck this lady. I don't like it.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, people say that she was homeless when she wrote that, but apparently that's not true. Apparently she was super rich.
0: Wait, she was super rich?
1: I mean... Well, because like the
0: the the um, what, what do you call it? The uh, the legend goes that she she was writing the notes on, like, napkins from, like, bars and restaurants and stuff for Harry Yeah, but,
1: like, look, I'm sort of poor, and I can still go to a bar and a restaurant. (laughs) I'm like, that doesn't make you poor. (laughs) Like, like the fact that she's even at a bar or a restaurant should immediately indicate to you that she has something more than nothing. Yeah, and if she can afford a bar or a restaurant, she could
0: probably afford actual sheets of paper and a pen. It's, like, the least expensive thing there is. Right
1: well like, oh, okay so let me ask you this just, i'm not trying
0: to come at jk rowling like I, good for her I think like
1: you fucking should i think fuck this woman she's done nothing wow.
0: no no i'm joking she's, she, wonderful. she's up top we gotta tear her down
1: <laughs> we we gotta bring her down man we gotta, just gotta let her know oh, where she it. stands okay but all right so i just want to talk about the story of potter mother jk rowling she's a fraud maybe hack fraud maybe, maybe. all right well like, she's so, becoming more of a
0: fraud lately
1: is she what uh, is she doing
0: uh like you know how
1: <laughs> is that what she's doing <laughs> The eyes of a nation. Watch JK.
0: I haven't been following it too closely, but doesn't she keep like adding things to her story or like recontextualizing things? Um,
1: She did it with the Dumbledore thing, but that always felt real for some reason. Yeah, I was fine with that. He would know. Uh, but
0: she, she, like, he was he was banging uh, Grindelwald, right? Banging Johnny Depp back had in the a day. a very
1: complicated relationship. I wouldn't um, reduce it to banging. Is
0: that is that what the uh, g- g- uh, crimes of uh, Grindelwald was about? I didn't see it. Why would was I see, it, see that? Is it like an LGBTQ fantasy film?
1: I hope so. That'd be the great. guy's name is Newt Scamander. Okay, like probably, <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> I'm not saying you're gay with that name. I'm just saying you're probably gay with that name. Like, right. I mean, like,
0: his parents were setting him up for gay success. Not
1: even like that. Yeah, yeah, like, well, that's what I mean. Like, you don't name your kid that unless you're convinced they're gay. And like, Moses.
0: the expectation is that this kid's going to be gay. You're going to grow up a gay son.
1: Otherwise, it's all, it's all bullshit. It's all affectation. It's just Eddie Redmayne running around in whimsical clothing. Like, what right. you mean? fuck that. Like, that doesn't well, work I, I played
0: Stephen Hawking. I was in Jupiter Ascending. You Jupiter all
1: right well let me ask you this so uh, the idea is if that if that harry potter is a elaborate ruse a cruel joke um you know for for a, a profoundly abused and troubled person who are these other casted characters like i just want to know if this is like a one flew over the cuckoo's nest situation where, you know, I mean,
0: Hagrid's obviously a homeless man that he sees sometimes out, outside of the window. Just who just like, has, like, a
1: really big dog that is, yeah. like, or whatever.
0: <laughs> he's just this terrifying homeless man that he imagines to be, like, a savior type. Right.
1: He's also, Hagrid's kind of a situation. fucked up archetype, isn't he? Like, he's an uneducated, like, can barely speak English fucking, right. like, He's, he's also, like,
0: a half-breed. Like, two different species right. fucked, and Hagrid was made. And now, like, he's cast out from society. He has no place in either world.
1: You know, I think that's, like, what bothered me about Hermione and Hagrid not having more of a moment in that series, right? Because it's, like, they're both...
0: Like, in terms uh, of, like, uh, empathy and connection, you, like, yeah, hey, because, like, we're both people between two worlds. Right. You're a, a mudblood and I'm a guy uh, whatever, that whatever lives they in call a shack it. on the outskirts of the premises of the school. It,
1: all Like, even when he became a teacher, like, let me ask you a question. Is Snape sleeping outside of the grounds? No. Is Professor no. McGonagall... No, just this fucking giant, man. Right. Even when he's, like, accepted, he's still like, you're accepted on And you the think about streets. that
0: that castle, like, they have an entire, like, sub-basement with a troll in it. And, like, they have a fucking room for, like, wizard chess, but they don't let, have let, room for Hagrid.
1: Let alone rooms that just disappear. <laughs> like, room, yeah, rooms like, that <laughs> disappear. The point but, is the real no, estate the, is the giant
0: available. has to sleep in a, a one room shack that he built himself on the edge of the most dangerous forest in Britain.
1: Right. No, it's okay. true, right? Isn't there like spiders and shit inside? Like there's There's
0: things. Yeah, there's spiders the mystical creatures it's the forbidden forest. There's ben trees cars. that kill people probably. Yeah, the weeping right. uh, willow.
1: Yeah, that's 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 book 2, man. That's book yeah. 2. Remember that time Ron stole a car and then drove Yeah. in it. book 2? <laughs> <laughs> that's book Dude, two bro that's book
0: two they, they they missed the train they had to get to school somehow
1: can i ask, what's your favorite harry potter book i've always meant meant to ask you this and then uh harry potter movie because i have uh, uh, a thing on that
0: uh, well i mean the obvious choice for the movie is the third one like it's the fucking best one it was yeah. the one where a director actually like applied his own visual language to it and no offense to christopher columbus like dude was trying he didn't have a template to go off
1: of i mean like Um, you know it's not his fault he discovered the new world and then he thought second act i'm gonna be a movie director like no it probably wasn't gonna work well for him like in fairness to him
0: like he helped lead the art direction where it was and the design of hogwarts castle is great and like some of the design of the creatures is great but it it was it was pretty flat and uninspired and then Quran comes in, it's like you watch from the first two to the third and you see the difference between like a director for hire and a director with a vision. Like you really do see the difference. Because there's yeah. like all of a sudden all this energy and like momentum and like the designs get that much more interesting. And it set the tone for the rest of the series. It was great.
1: I also think that it was the movie that started this trend of exercising large quantities of the book. And a lot of mm-hmm. people would be like, That's not good, but uh, yeah. I think what he very smartly kind of decided is anything that is from Harry's point of view is in everything yeah. else is out. And it kind of like leads to an immediacy much more. Like I feel like Harry Potter is the protagonist in the first two movies in name only, mm-hmm. but he becomes the protagonist in like action in the third movie right. on because they finally understood how to crack that. You know, I, I have not watched those first two movies like since they came out. I, I didn't like yeah. them when I was a kid. I don't think I'm going to like them now very much, you know, mm um but i liked him
0: enough when i was a kid i remember like waiting in line for the first one as like a 10 11 year old kid i think i was 11 years old which was weird that the movies kind of came out like in sequence like i was as old as harry was which was kind of kind of great
1: well i Um, think that's what what the experience was for a lot of us like i remember and i've told you this before it's like so many times like going in 2008 to get that final harry potter book and i'm 18 and Harry's yeah. 18. It was like Didn't a big we, did fucking Didn't we go deal. together to the... Uh, oh my God, yeah, yeah, bro. Do you remember this night? Like, this was...
0: <laughs> I vaguely remember. It. I remember running into a lot of people that I knew.
1: Everyone was there. It was definitely the squad, but it was an interesting thing because I was dating Layla at the time, and Layla was... Uh, Layla's sister, Manira, was dating this... A fucking asshole named Adam that's all I don't remember his last name at all anyway we had gone to the, to do it because we were big fans of the book we were excited to do it and and we hadn't pre-ordered a copy through Borders which is where we went for the midnight launch yeah. back when Borders was still around so we ended up going to Walmart at midnight to go buy a copy of the book oh, and true. then we went back to Borders because that's where everyone else was now I think this was back in high school where you couldn't be out with people so I think Manera. Layla's sister, Manira, was covering for Layla. Uh, and uh, and she wasn't allowed to go back home after midnight without Layla, but we weren't there because we had gone to Walmart to go buy the book. So when we get back, do you not remember that we almost got into a fight in the parking lot of Borders?
0: Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember I was like sitting on like a railing and some dude like started coming at me, even though I was not engaging him at all. Yeah. And you like stepped up and he like, well I,
1: like look i don 't give a fuck about me, but like at the time, max, which is silly because now I know you it 's like you took karate and shit, like you can handle yourself if need be like we 've gotten into play fights before, and i can 't let a fucking punch on you because you know every defensive position. But at the time, I was like, this motherfucker's stepping up to Max? Like, does he want to die? Like, all I remember is him stepping up to you and me immediately grabbing him by the throat and, like, pushing him mm-hmm. backwards. And, like, it almost became a thing. And just Layla screaming and Manira screaming. And, like, it was a whole thing. And I'm like, man, tensions run high when Potter's involved, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, look, I get it. Like, we all want to know how this ends, but it's no excuse to be assholes, people. Uh, and it was the crazy fucking, like, I, I kind of forgot that moment until right now, Max. It's kind of amazing. Yeah.
0: Harry Potter really brings out the the best and the worst in people.
1: That's my thing. The idea that I was 18 when he was 18. I, I've, I've said this a billion times. You know, you would open the the cover, and they would be like, this year in Hogwarts, right. Ron becomes a searcher. Like, they, they really try to like get you. Uh, but in that last one, it just said, we now present the final chapter of Harry I'm like, this motherfucker's going to die. Right? Because basically from the fourth book on, when we found out that they had similar wands or whatever, I was just like, this story can only end with Harry dying. If, if if Harry lives at the end of this story, it's a bullshit story. And she yeah, somehow well, find a way to have her cake and eat it too. It's incredible. Like, she really is kind of a genius, man.
0: Yeah, she's she's great, man. And I love how those uh, those books got, like, the, the writing got more mature. It aged up as Harry did as well, which was cool. I think my favorite one might be Goblet of Fire, just because – you know it's a goblet of fire
1: worst movie i would argue other than the first two i would say it's like the worst movie clearly i'd
0: agree what's your favorite book uh
1: probably half blood prince uh the favorite film is three but let's take that out of the space-time continuum because i think it's like it's just so if i can quote pierce hawthorne it's streets ahead from (laughs) any of the other films like three is just that good that it's embarrassing to compare it to the other seven movies um yeah So at that point, believe it or not, my least favorite book, but I think the second best adaptation is probably five.
0: Like five is a book
1: where like, holy shit, is not good. Like there are probably 150 pages of teen angst that -hmm. can just be taken out of that book. Longest book, shortest film of any of the adaptations. Yeah kind of awesome like that yeah. fit, movie's it's good. great man. that
0: that that showdown at the uh, ministry of magic is like whoa
1: really fucking good man so really good. good and also just like i don't know i like anytime is his name dudley <laughs> anytime dudley is like is like I don't know, taking down a peg, <laughs> like because he's like a jock athlete. Like usually there's a lot of wish fulfillment in this writing, right? That's all fantasy yep.
0: really is. But like, which again ties back to Harry just actually being an abused child living right. under the stairs, in emotional, Look, in a constant state of emotional terror.
1: I'm in the, I'm in this Facebook group called "Of All the Things Not to Happen, This Didn't Happen the Most," and it's just uh-huh. like stories that clearly didn't happen, but someone thought like, oh, this happened to me today, ha ha ha. No, you're a fraud. You're a fraud, and you're not even a good storyteller because if you would, I wouldn't be able to call you out on this fucking farce, you know what I mean? But, like, (laughs) that's what Harry Potter is. (laughs) Like, all in all, (laughs) it's an elaborate long post in this fucking Facebook group uh, about things that never happen. So I would love it. I'm waiting for this eighth book, man. Is she writing it? Maybe. Oh, What is she doing? She's doing this... uh, she does like this this like, Cormoran Strike. I have read two of these books. They're actually really good. They're like neo noirs about uh, oh, like well. usually like an Afghanistan war veteran who came back from England who has one leg. Mm-hmm. She's getting it. Just solving just, crimes. Just crime solvers.
0: Wow. Well, good yeah. for her. You know, she she could never write another word. She'd be she still like has the GDP of a small country, right. but she's out there doing it writing she should just about one-legged buy uh, Scotland. detectives. Why not? She
1: should just buy Scotland. Just buy the whole thing. It's got to yeah. be cheap. I mean, there's not a lot of things going on Just rename Scotland. it Hogwarts. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, look, Scotland's way too big, so we have to redo this plan, but, like, Denmark? You're telling me mm-hmm. Denmark's got anything going on? Fuck Copenhagen. Co- Copenhagen, there we go. Uh, and just make it Hogwarts, man. I think that's <laughs> what we need. <laughs> That's what we need. Just take Denmark off the fucking map. Shakespeare said think, it best. Denmark's I, I, a fucking prison, man.
0: I, I Well, I was about to say, I think I read that Denmark is like per capita, like one of the uh, happiest and most satisfied countries in the world. It's a prison. A prison of happiness.
1: Yeah, well, be, you, uh, so I, we talked about this on the last episode, right? But philosophy, I've been reading a lot of philosophy, and I'm not going to do a deep dive like I did last time, but I will tell you that I reread the Communist Manifesto recently by Karl Marx. Karl Marx, and I don't know, tell me how you, how you feel about this, because I think this is an interesting thing. When you say the word, word Karl Marx, you immediately think of communism, which I guess is good, like because that's kind of his, his bread and butter, is communism. But you don't think about communism purely, you think of Stalinism, right? Mm-hmm. Like You think of like how, how we fucked it up, because yeah. like, that's, the, that's the problem with Stalin. He didn't just fuck up Russia, he brought down a really good dude in the process like yeah Karl marx never did anything he never we never was never a leader he never implemented any of the theories that he wrote he just pontificated and out he loud. just
0: had an idea he's like i got an idea yeah what and if? Now,
1: if you mention Karl marx you're an asshole or something like and it yeah. was just talk he just like i'm just talking out loud like people right. don't like it um and but he has this whole line where he talks about like religion is the opiate of the people right it gets you to accept it and what he's saying specifically there is just like Well, religion, historically, has always been around to strengthen whatever the governmental system was at the time, right? Like, -hmm. there's a reason capitalism became this thing outside of feudalism, right? Like, after we transitioned from feudalism, it became this thing. And it it also had very capitalistic ideas in the text, right? Like... (laughs) again, all of the Bible, people don't seem to realize this, written hundreds of years after any of these people were alive, right? Like, even right. if you want to say, like, well, Luke wrote a book, Luke was long dead. <laughs> like, Luke did not write the book of Luke. People seem to not understand this. Okay? <laughs> the biggest fraud fucking job ever. Uh, and uh, so, you know, I, I, I'm i looking at it where it's like, he, he just pontificated and said, like, these things are things that, you've accepted as normal but they were only accepted because they were trying to promote whatever thing we could profit off of right and same thing with capitalism he's just like you know it doesn't really matter like none of it's real like it's a subjective thing that you're kind of believing and you're buying into and the problem is that it puts the dollar over the individual you know what i mean yeah well we all
0: got to worship at the altar or something man that's just how we're wired
1: well, and the, to end the Marx portion of it, because this is the the reason I wanted to make it. He says that, like, just because you're getting paid a wage, like, you think that you're free, but you're not free. What you've done is to love the feel of your captor, right? You've learned to love the feel of chains and bondage around your arms. You've, loved, you've learned to love what a manacle feels like. Like, the idea is, like, look, you work for a company that makes so much money like I get dizzy thinking about how much money the company you work for makes and my Mm -hmm. and the point is look even if they tomorrow said max we're paying you five million dollars okay like a yes. drop, a fucking drop. Yes. Like, like like, the fact that they can pay anyone $5 million is indicative of how much money they're making based on your labor that they can afford to pay that, right? Like it's got to be 10, 20 times the amount of what they pay you is what they profit off of in order to pay you. Like, And yeah. so it's, it's a very interesting thing. Just by like, you being comfortable in your chains does not mean you're not enslaved, you know what I mean? Uh, and uh, I, don't, I don't know why I brought this up initially. Maybe it had something to do with Potter, but... Um, <laughs> Denmark's a prison, Max, okay? That's <laughs> all you gotta know. So just because they're happy doesn't mean that they're happy. Like, they're all imprisoned,
0: man. Well, don't they have, like, uh, legal uh, drugs or something like that? I mean, don't we?
1: Everything's legal unless you get caught. It's an interesting
0: take on the law.
1: <laughs> isn't it, though? Like, isn't everything... Like, no, no, like, like subjectively. Like, like or, 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 fuck it, objectively, right? We have this thing. Someone decided laws exist right like yeah. don't kill someone that's bad but is it bad it's bad because we subjectively say yeah it's bad but like what's the punishment you know like the better like the fuck society let's take it to a smaller level the better thing is like your parents your parents don't have power over you but you don't realize that until you're way older right mm-hmm. like unless you have a piece of shit parent the worst yeah. your parent could do to you is like crown you what right that's nothing you have no power we're all david bowie's you have no power over me right okay like
0: especially if you still have like working arms and legs and you can walk out the door and yeah. do whatever the fuck it's, you want anyway
1: it's bullshit it is a lie but agreed we, we, upon. Collect-
0: we collectively agree to you know fit into some kind of uh system or fabric or whatever we reject the rebels that don't yeah yeah that's the system know, we live in, man. That's that's like society.
1: I, the reason I've been doing the philosophy kick is just like, I guess I'm just fascinated with the idea that the world as we accept it is complete bullshit. The world as we accept it is only accepted because people accept it like the world can be anything. We can say that red means green. You know what I mean? Like 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 there there there's no objective truth to anything in the world, Max, which is right. crazy to me. So it's just like why are some things so objective? Nope, that is right. That is wrong. Morality, fucking good and bad, like any of it. Like what is You know what I'm saying? Like I'm sorry, I'm having a nervous breakdown here. Well, I'm just like Because, I mean, uh,
0: yeah, nothing matters. Um, Red is green, black is white, et cetera. But if we unshackle ourselves from certainty, then where does that leave 99.99% of the population? It leaves it in flux. And we can't exist in flux. Our brains can't accept that. Like, as a species, we have to classify things. We have to label things. We have to put things in a box, in a subcategory, in a subcategory of subcategory. Okay. Shit. Like, we do that with the fucking music we listen to and the movies we watch. Like, we can't just enjoy anything. It has to be a fucking, you know, French new wave, neoclassical, whatever. Um, Hmm. So all I'm saying here is that, like, even the best of us, even the smartest of us, like, that's just how our brains work. We order things. And in that order, we kind of collectively agree on orders for certain things. And then we teach that order to the younger people among us. Society is born, society continues chugging along
1: society needs to bus. burn down society needs to go away man <laughs> like i think that's the problem we've been ham-fisted like this whole idea of objective subjective truth it lasted as long as it possibly could have but now eh. we're way past that and we're in the me too era guy like we, we need to move on because where we from, are from not- from the me too era no, no, no we need to go further into the me too era man like mm. we're like we're just we're we're holding things accountable you know what i mean like yeah back, the, back in the day we were oh just, i i oh. see
0: i I, th- I thought you were talking about like no like no more labels no more anything let's stop describing things let's stop having laws bad. but yeah this um is- <laughs> but <go on. laughs> me too is just us r- changing the language but but we're still speaking a
1: language right do you think i can make my own language up like if yes, I man, of course you could. Right now? Like, do you think,
0: right no, 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 now in this moment.
1: Like, no, not like you and I talking in it. Like, I mean, all right, so when I was in high school, I had this girl that I really liked named Abigail Brown, and I created a language with her, bro. Uh. Literally, it's the coolest thing I've ever done. It's not that creative, though. Uh, it was uh, it, it was just taking the first 13 letters letters of the alphabet and then putting the last 13 letters of the alphabet underneath it and just flipping. I mean, the mm. FBI would crack this code in about two minutes, I assume, <laughs> but but it was cool. So we would write notes to each other in this language that we could only read to each other. That's kind of yeah. awesome. I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is like, can I start a language today that will... Uh, permeate into actual languages, you know. Like I'm trying to think. Like Latin is Latin is an extinct language. No one speaks Latin. No nation still speaks Latin, right? We speak Italian. We speak Spanish. We speak English. We speak fucking German. Uh, Slavic roots. All that bullshit. Those languages seem old now, right? Or like, or you can trace all of them. Like Spanish, Italian, French. Those are Latin-based languages. Uh, Russian is a Slavic-based language. I don't know what the Japanese or Asian root languages but right. i'm just saying all of this to kind of to kind of say that they're old and they're ancient and they've been around for a while so there's no like language that exists today that doesn't have an ancestor from back in the day could i do it today i want I mean, 200 million people to speak my language can i do it uh
0: no you're not going to get 200 million people to speak your language but i believe that you could create a language
1: piece of shit i've already created it would, a language, it's just not live oh. spread it's,
0: it's just not widespread. So it's why are my, you asking
1: me the question? It's my sadness in life. I just want to know if I can spread it. Like, you think I just put it on Reddit? Wait, when did you create this language? Like, I don't know, 10
0: years ago. 10 years ago? Is this the same language you're talking about with that girl?
1: Yeah. I mean, now anyone can decode the language. It's not that hard. Now I got to add some fucking caveats to it. Like, yeah. it's the third word and it's an A, it's really like a Z. I don't, I don't know. Like, I got to make it complicated. How do
0: you even pronounce that? What do you mean? Hmm. If it is is replacing an A and
1: no, nah, no, nah, we're using the Welsh alphabet. There's like 36 letters or some shit. Yeah, oh, we're doing fuck. that. Oh, or the fuck. Spanish alphabet. You know, the Spanish have like double R as mm. as a as a letter. No, double N as a letter. These are things that exist in our alphabet. We have 28 letters in the Spanish alphabet. Did you know that? No, it's weird, man.
0: I didn't know that. That's amazing.
1: Well, get woke.
0: It's oh, uh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> I often, that that's one of my great stressors is that I'm not woken up, Get you know?
1: woke, guy. Society's
0: um, just getting more and more woke every day.
1: I was uh, I was in uh, Los Angeles a couple weeks ago, or like last you week, we were, actually. we
0: haven't even talked about this. What well, yeah, was that?
1: I went back. Uh, it was cool. It was stressful. I'm on a shit talk to my friends, but yeah, because I went on vacation and the idea was I was going to unplug completely, but then John and Clea were in LA at the same time that we were in LA. And I love John and Clea. But at the same time, I don't love John and Clea because fuck them a little bit. And if you're listening to this, I love y'all, but fuck y'all. Because like, it's not being a vacation about me doing what I want to do. It suddenly became a vacation where like, oh, what's John and Clea doing? Let's, let's invite him over. No, I don't want to hang out with you. Like I'm on vacation. I want to do my own thing. And that didn't happen. Also, when I came back, our flight was canceled and we had to wait a whole other day. So that was a whole fucking thing. And it wasn't great. The actual experience was cool. I ran in, so I've been to LA twice now and I've run into like six people who are like, I'm not like a star fucker, but it's just like weird that you can literally go into a thing that's unassuming. Right. It's a hole in the wall, but oh shit, Eric Andre's there, Like, <laughs> which is a big fucking deal to me. I'm not even a huge so Eric Andre guy. Did like. you
0: not chant Jillian Barbary at him at least? No! <laughs>
1: like, why would oh, I do that? Can I tell you why? I think he love it. I go in there and I'm like, I'm going to order a coffee. I order my coffee and then I'm waiting. And then I just, like, I'm leaning against the door, and I slept like shit the night before. And I Mm -hmm. look over, and sitting there in a purple Adidas sweater and, like, the weirdest flip-flops I've ever seen Mm -hmm. is Eric Andre. Now, Eric Andre, I've seen, has been, like, this guy where his hair is all big and shit. All
0: crazy and stuff, yeah. He's got no hair right now. Threw me off.
1: And the guy goes up to him who's working at Valerie's. It's Valerie's in Echo Park, by the way, if I can name drop. Uh, And he goes in there, and he asks, like, oh, how did you like this? And then Eric Andre proceeds to respond, like, the most beautiful two sentences I've ever heard about an ex-Benedict. Like, like really? he was just like, yes! He was so intellectual and, like, and, and, and articulate. And what am I supposed to do? and Barbara Yeah, no, dude! No! Like, you know, we said this on the last LA episode. You gotta treat them like they're ghosts. And what I wanted to do was go dropkick him, like, because everything Aww. about his work has told me to go tackle him in public. He's going to be into it. Right. Uh, I, I didn't do it's that. It's like,
0: throw your coffee in his face, break his laptop. Julian
1: like You know that Jillian he has to understand Bar- that, right? Like. Like, I'm just trying to think of any other person. I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, Harry Winkler really hates the, hey, like, the Fonz thing. But, like, yeah. you're the Fonz, all right? Shut the fuck up and endorse But if you yelled,
0: like, you were phenomenal in Barry, he'd probably be like,
1: hey. Right. He would do it for me. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, I just, this is the thing. you have to treat them like they're ghosts. I also saw, uh, her name's Maria Thayer, which everyone listening to this knows her, but you don't know her name. She's that really beautiful redhead who's in everything. Mm-hmm like yeah. everything eagle heart like, eagle heart comedy uh, bang bang comedy bang bang forgetting sarah marshall 30 yeah, rock like yeah. she's been in a bunch of shit she's really great saw her there that was cool so like again la is still this really fucking weird wonderland where like yeah you're just gonna rub elbows with people everywhere you go you know mm. like and you're not allowed to talk to them that's the problem you're supposed to treat everyone with anonymity because like yeah Because I guess that's the difference. Like if look, if you're in Iowa and Paul McCartney shows up, it's like, you're in Iowa and a Beatles here. (laughs) Like, right. uh, Paul McCartney has no right to privacy. Like, yeah, you're at that point. Fuck you. You know what you were doing. But if you're hanging out, like it's same thing in New York. New York is a little bit more liberal, believe it or not, because it's like so packed and there's so many buildings. Like you could conceivably miss the person you're walking next to. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've right. seen a bunch of people the rule York. is
0: usually to not, like, make eye contact, you know, give people their space. Right. So, yeah, like, not, not
1: no one gets confronted in New York. In L.A., it's, like, it's all open. You've been there. Like, you get it. It's, like, kind yeah. of just a wide open spot. So when you see people, they know that you've clocked them. Like, that was yeah. the thing about Eric Andre. Eric Andre saw me. He was like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, this guy clearly knows my show. And I might get tackled at any moment. And I think he was genuinely fucking worried about that. But so I didn't mess uh-huh. with him, you know? Yeah. Um, but like LA itself was a really cool experience. I experienced two earthquakes max. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Thanks for calling me guy.
0: Well, I didn't find out until two days later. My mom was like, is your friend Christian? Okay. There were like two earthquakes. Is my Friend
1: Christian. Okay. Like, uh, like your mom doesn't know me. <laughs> Did she say it like that? <laughs> Did she really? Well, go she like, said "Is
0: Christian. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember the exact phrasing that guy. guy That's not really. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. You're taking it to a racial place I just
1: want to – well, you said it like your mom – I'm a stranger to your mom. Like, I'm not a second son. I feel like this
0: isn't the takeaway here. She said, is Christian okay? Did you hear there were, like, earthquakes in California? And I was like, what? Where? And then I looked up where they were, and I was like, oh, he's fine.
1: I mean i was but i was uh i was very high when the first one happened <laughs> so, so that like and but I, t- like, I gotta tell you about high because i can smoke now i like, almost smoke while i have this story if you don't mind it's like look i uh i really pride myself <clears throat> on my ability to be able to like be high and function <laughs> that's my deal like if i like if i'm smoking and i'm like spaced out then i'm a piece of shit but i've always loved my ability like i'm gonna smoke and then i'm gonna go run five miles or i'm gonna smoke and i'm gonna go go to class yeah, or something you're right go
0: do your taxes and right conversation
1: I, yeah. i'm always about that uh so i'm stoned and then suddenly the earth starts moving and i'm just like i'm real stoned but here's the thing it's not even smoking i decided i'm gonna finally take the deep dive on edibles which i've never done before uh so i got these breath mints which are 10 milligrams a piece now i don't know how many milligrams that hit was Okay. Yeah. I have no fucking idea.
0: Uh, but so, so, so I was just like, okay, I'll have like. So you have no frame of reference, Donnie. You're bro, like a I child had, wandering <laughs> into <laughs> a candy store.
1: I had five of these mints, man. 50 milligrams of cannabis. And I'm walking around the Silver Lake Reservoir. And I, as I get to the end of the Silver Lake Reservoir, I'm seeing some dogs. And suddenly the earth starts moving. And I'm like, I am going to die. (laughs) Like, I am higher than I've ever been. (laughs) Like, I'm so high. Like, people say that I'm high and I'm floating. No, I'm Uh high and the world is shaking. Okay. So that happened for a minute. And we didn't know. Like, I just felt like literally, I'm just like, ah, I'm fucked up. We get back to the house or the Airbnb, and then we're like, earthquake, 7.1 magnitude, the biggest in 18 years. And I'm like, oh my God, fucked up. Like, we yeah. just survived an earthquake, man. And it wasn't bad at all. It was just enough to know that something was wrong. Like, Yeah,
0: I mean, I've never been through an earthquake. I just feel like the idea of the ground, which you, you know, you take it for granted that the ground is stable. You <laughs> right. know, the ground just being like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Foundations don't mean shit.
1: Uh, well, it freaked me out because
0: that is a scary thought. Sober, my friend, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry that you went through that.
1: Well, because the idea is it just felt like I was on a boat or something like, like I'm on the ground, I'm on solid ground, but I felt like I was seasick for a minute because everything was just moving, uh, which is really weird. And what I was told afterwards is that there are two types of earthquakes and we got the mild one. Like there's one where everything feels like everything's rocking. And then there's the one where it's like the big bang. It's like, you'll be sleeping in your bed and all of a sudden you just, you were lifted out of your fucking bed because the world jerked. You know what I mean? Like there there are different earthquakes. So that's fine. Whatever. I'm like, okay, we survived an earthquake. That's interesting. Cause my only experience with the earthquake, believe it or not, you might know this. Remember WonderWorks in Orlando, that like upside down house thing. Mm -hmm. They had like earthquake simulator, uh, a hurricane simulator. So I've been in a like earthquake simulator before being like, that's uncomfortable moving on like i'm in florida will let's go, It'll never let's go happen see here. how cold the water was in the titanic right because right. they have one of those things so like i was fine with it and then two nights later we're like out at a restaurant i've had four vodkas and not even kettle one which i'm used to they made me drink this thing called hanger one because in california they're bougie as fuck and they only make right. you drink california vodkas so i'm like four vodkas in i am shit-faced I've just had an impossible burger, and I'm like, "Oh shit, that's impossible!" Like freaking out yeah. because it was that your first meat. time
0: having an impossible. Uh, Holy
1: shit! Not to take the story off earthquakes, but impossible burgers. Like, if all meat tasted like that, I'd be a vegan like immediately because yeah. it's so fucking tasty. I, but, I think we might be getting there,
0: man. Not not to derail us. Anyways. No, no, I
1: want to get there because honestly, meat is bad for you. The scientific and study, it's bad after for scientific the study, environment. Not great. Yeah, like, <laughs> like
0: I, I'm literally on this thing now, like because I'm living in like the maybe arguably the best city in the world for steak, like by and large. Um, I just want to try a few of the best steakhouses here, like a couple times a year and then be done with it altogether. Like I'm kind of good with like taking a step back. I think eggs is something I can't really give up, but yeah, after I try the best
1: steaks, I'm out. Dude, I like, I'm ready to get rid of it. And that's my point. So I was already shit faced. I just had an impossible burger, aptly named, and then the room starts shaking again, man. <laughs> like, and nothing prepares you for that second one. Because like you're yeah. they tell you about earthquakes and they talk to you about aftershocks or whatever, yeah. but like it was two days later, <laughs> like like I had kind of thrown it outside of the recesses of my mind and shit like that. And what's weird is I'm watching, I'm in a bar and I'm watching the Dodgers game, right? Yeah. And the Dodgers game, like the camera is doing like moving everywhere, mm-hmm. shaking. But, like, uh, no one in the stadium is aware of what's going on. Every, like, they, they literally threw three pitches. There was a foul ball. No one is aware of what's going on. I didn't know how that was possible, and then I drove by Dodger Stadium because it's on the other side of Elysian Park. Dodger Stadium is built in the middle of a perfect enclave of mountains, dude. So, like, when you go up to it, you're like, welcome to Dodger Stadium. But you can't see Dodger Stadium because there's a fucking mountain there. You have Mm -hmm. to then go around the circumference like you're going up a mountain (laughs) and there's Dodger Stadium. So, I'm just like, they were insulated. They didn't feel this fucking earthquake because the mountains protected them somehow, you know? Yeah. Uh, And it was just this surreal fucking experience. So, for about a minute, everyone was really freaked out. We were just like, ah, this is weird. (laughs) The walls are moving. Like, and 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 we were hundreds of miles away from the epicenter <laughs> so what scares yeah. me is like the next time la gets a fucking earthquake right because that san andreas fault is overdue for an earthquake by the way going mm. not be scared yeah
0: yeah it's gonna be a big one too i was reading an article about that like just that uh it's it's inevitable like it's an, an inevitable thing you think and we could like, like,
1: jerk off earthquakes? You know what I mean? Like, you know what they tell you to do with dogs? Like, like dogs can't be uh, backed up. Like, they're,
0: they're getting too aggressive.
1: Yeah, just so like, you got to jerk that dog off, just red, right? Just red
0: rocket, red rocket.
1: Because that's the problem. So I wonder if you could do that with an earthquake. Could we not just, like, jerk this earthquake off a little bit? Like, like the worst <laughs> earthquake should be a 5.0 ever. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. Like, just right. enough to be a little scared, but, like, property damage will be in the millions with an M and not a billion with a B. Uh, right yeah i don't know man we got i I, I was
0: reading that they they do like build buildings in california to withstand like up to a certain magnitude of earthquake but like a lot of those older not up to code buildings like adobe brick uh whatever like are gonna fucking collapse well
1: you brought something up which is near and dear to my heart which is like remember that episode of rick and morty where rick creates perfect level for Mm -hmm. morty and he yeah. gets on there, and then when he gets off, he's just like, the world is crooked. <laughs> like, yeah, is the equivalent to being in reinforced LA biz- buildings to then being back on the East Coast. Where, like, I'm like, well, there's no earthquakes on the East Coast. Um, not true, Max. In 2011, apparently, which was within our lifetimes, but I don't remember this at all. There was a 5.6 earthquake in Virginia that was felt all the way to Canada. Right? Uh, and John and Clea were in Philadelphia when it happened, and a building that was four stories was condemned after the earthquake. So, being yeah. back over here, I'm just like, I'm not safe. Like, this whole thing is going to crumble. We need to fucking get away from this place. And
0: Dude, the earth is mad at us, I think.
1: Well, we frack a lot. Just freaking and fracking. <laughs> fucking shit up. Man. Like, I don't know what to tell you. It's we're weird. Like, do what
0: you want to the oceans, but the fracking has got to stop.
1: Well, we really got to get off the earth, man, which like actually kind of brings me to this thing. I want to talk about If you don't mind, look, LA ultimately was great. And there's a strong chance that we'll either be in LA in three months, or we'll be moving back to Brooklyn permanently in three months. Like a lot of things up in the air, man. I don't Chili know. Julie and Barbary. Julie and Barbary. Barbary. No, but, Chili. but uh, you know, like the, you know, it, it was fine. It was really great. Uh, LA is LA and it's awesome. But I do want to talk about this because listen, in about what was it, five days? I'm like, five days, man. Do you know we're coming up on a pretty, like, significant human history uh, anniversary? You know, like, we're, we're, I think, like, a week away from the 50th anniversary of the moon landing, which, you know, I feel has become old hat at this point, but I really want people to take a minute and think again <laughs> that we landed people on the fucking moon, okay? No, man, we brought them back.
0: First man for whatever faults it has really does put that into perspective. Like the amount of trial and error and human sacrifice and ingenuity that like went into making it. But also
1: scale, like the last 10 minutes of that movie, which I think they, they changed the aspect ratio. I may be wrong. I don't remember, but it felt like they did. Like, yeah. You understood the vastness, the void, how small everything was. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like you really, I don't know. It just fucked with me. We're like, what a human achievement. I've been really obsessed with a podcast recently, and I'm not to give other podcasts love, but they ain't comedy. It's called uh, <laughs> 13 Minutes to the Moon. Uh, I, I really cannot recommend this enough to anyone who wants to listen. It's a 10 part BBC uh, podcast that is going like deep dive into the moon. And so they, they kind of do a framing device, which is like each episode starts with uh, the 13 minutes, like a minute and a half of the 13 minutes of the final descent before we actually touch the lunar surface, right? Uh, and so we'll do like a minute and then he's like we'll come back to this but first we need to tell you the entire history of the world and then like we get some history lesson or whatever so what they did was they literally wanted to go back and like diagnose the space race as it were and the first man kind of hit on this but this 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 podcast really hits at home which is just like you have to understand we were getting our american exceptionalist ass is kicked by russia like they were kicking our ass in the space race they put yeah. a dog up there we were like
0: "Fuck!" They put the well they put sputnik up there and then the dog. dog man um, they, they got yeah, all yuri, the what was it yuri something yuri, uh
1: Gar- 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 Gar-
0: a gargoyle yuri Gar- gargoyle. gargoyle
1: right yeah <laughs> that guy he got up there he was in space for like and we were just getting our asses kicked and so like what we did we just decided fuck it we got to pick something that is so out there that whatever advantage the Russians even have will be mm-hmm. rendered obsolete because fifteen things need to be discovered, and that's what we did. We said we're going to go to the moon in this decade. Which why? Why did Kennedy say decade like that? Whatever, not
0: important. Mm-hmm.
1: Ciao da, uh, But but he he kind of makes in Berliner. Well, it's a, you know what's really interesting about this too is like before the moon was the thing, it was water desalination. That's the right word, right? Like he was going to do an uh, an epic drinking water program to make sure that we could drink like ocean water if we needed to to help like impoverished nations and this this and that but the russians got that dog up there so they were like yeah fuck people scrap that (laughs) so we we ended up just going for the moon thing and what you find out and like again everyone listen to this i'm not going to ruin anything for you but they'll do a whole episode about like uh you know uh we choose to go to the moon, and it's all about why we went there, what the societal pressures were. There's one that's called uh, the Long Island Eagle, which is the actual lunar module that landed on the moon. Like, who was responsible for that? Who's making this? The thing that blew my mind, man, because both of us are now over this age. Yeah. Do you know what the, aver- <laughs> the average age of the engineers and the workers who are in the room in Houston, right, like, like, uh, like mission control, was it like 26 or something 26 years old max like i try to explain like remember when we talked about the beach boys thing and like that that brian wilson thing when when he was 22 he wrote the greatest album of all time and i'm like well then why am i alive because i'm 29 and i've done fuck all but brian wilson wrote pet sounds at 22 it's like these fuckers put something on the moon at 26 it's the most incredible thing in the world. And I think it so speaks to that idea. Like, you know, we talk, uh, the, 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 the older generation talks constantly about millennials and like how they don't do anything and they can't contribute anything. And it's just like, bro, y- your baby boomer people are the reason that this happened. Like it's, it uh, wasn't achievement, man. It just re- really fucking got me. Um, right. I couldn't be happier about it, but it's uh, in, in the learning of the podcast and just kind of revisiting all these moments. I think that we have taken this monumental human achievement for granted. Of course mm-hmm. we put a man on the moon, why wouldn't we? Um, death, money? Yeah,
0: that's, <laughs> those are both valid reasons, death and money.
1: So a pretty good reason, right? Because yeah. what they say is that they, they spent $250 million back in the day, actually no, yeah. I'm fucking this up, they put $2 billion into the Apollo program in 1960, which is the equivalent to about $200 billion today. We can't get $200 billion for anything today, let alone for like things that won't have an immediate outcome. You know? Yeah. That's well, why people it, are really uh, anti-space because there's not an immediate outcome for the things we do. I'm
0: against space. Um, yeah, no, like the they're saying it's like going to be $10 billion to go back to the moon, but that it might be worth it because like moon rocks can teach us so much about earth and our cosmos and solar system. And it's like, we need to gather more data. And also the idea of the moon is... A launching pad for other places, a refueling station. Like, if we want to, you know, populate Mars, we're going to need the goddamn moon.
1: That seems like a really bad stop, though. You know, that would be like... Well, think about it because what you're going to, that would be the equivalent of going literally one block down the street to get gas on a full tank. I guess, I guess that's not true because we have to spend so much gas to escape the orbit of earth. And that would be significantly less on the moon because it doesn't have a strong orbit. So I'm already talking myself out of it, but just Mm -hmm. the idea that like, it's only 237,000 miles away. It's not far.
0: Like, Imagine this, you know, you're, you're, you're an astronaut, you're tired, you're running low on fuel, you, you stop at the moon, there's a nice moon cafe, you know, there, there's a moon red roof in you get to right, rest yeah. your astronaut head for a while, you know, think about life, look at the earth outside of your window. And then the next day, hey, I'm refreshed, I'm ready to go to fucking Mars.
1: I think about it like maybe the moon is going to be like uh, the utopic 1950s that all the Republicans kind of want it to be. And as much like coffee's only a dime on the moon, you know what I mean? Right. Like everything's beautiful. There's only white people there because yeah. like, that's the truth. Like,
0: you think it's going to be like Bioshock Infinite or something where like all the white yes. people get there first. Yes. All the brown people are subjugated. We rewrite the histories. Then moon people start like living and dying on the moon generations. They don't know what happened on earth for real right oh i have have a dystopian society there
1: well i have a sci-fi story that i've just been keeping around in the back burner for like years because i haven't figured out how to write it but i was like i'll make it into a comic at some point but i was really fascinated by the idea that like all right humans got off earth it's been a million years since we got off earth people and there's like an earth two there's an earth three i don't think we would be that lack uh, lacking in the imagination but but the idea that like there's a distress call on on mother earth on terra nova and we go back but like these fucking people don't know earth like yeah. there's been 150 generations on earth too i don't give a fuck about earth you know what i mean like and they'll, yeah. they'll only know the legends of what earth was where right. it's like you're they probably look all weird too well the, the you're bringing up a much better point which is like listen before we can get interstellar distances like we'll probably colonize the moon which is like yeah give me a hundred years of moon people Like, they become racist, dude. It's like Elysium. They're like, fuck these fucking Earth people, man. They have
0: just the dimmest view of humanity. But you know that, like, fucking Amazon and Walmart or whoever, they're going to get there first, you know? And it's just going to become, like, another capitalist dystopia.
1: I think that's what really, I mean, you say I have the dimmest uh, outlook on humanity, but it's just like, has humanity ever given me anything that's worth it? I mean, we all yeah, collectively no, I, freak out. I, I said out.
0: we. I'm, I'm sharing some You're of the, with me. you okay. know, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, shouldering yeah. some of the burden here.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, what, what has humanity done recently that I'm supposed to be proud of? Like, remember that one viral video where, like, a Canadian cop pulled over a black woman and then gave her an ice cream? And everyone was <laughs> like, oh... And I'm like, we're celebrating a cop not shooting someone. (laughs) Like, Jesus fucking Christ, it's done, man. (laughs) Oh, God. Did you see that
0: white security guard pulling a gun on a black officer because he had a gun? He was in full uniform, full police uniform, had a gun, and a white security cop pulled a fucking gun on him. Because he was a black guy with a gun
1: no tell me the details of this I need to oh need that, to that those are that. the only
0: details I really know or that you need to know is just this fucking white security guard like fucking pulled a gun on a black cop you know a human, goddamn idiot
1: the whole idea of racism itself is like I, I, I I'm just curious because it's it's inherent to where we are like I like if if if, if uh, people in Africa had and they did create great nations but they didn't get technology, at the same rate that other people did. I guess what I'm saying is, like, I would love if Earth-2 or Earth-3 or even Moon, like, like, I just wonder, like, what caste system would arise from that, right? Or do you think, like, white people just, like, even when interstellar travel is fucking okay, they're going to be like, no, we own this shit. I own Io or Titan or whatever moon off Jupiter that we eventually get to, right? Because that's a terrestrial plane as opposed to, uh, like, Jupiter, which is gas. I don't know, man. That is a, a crazy. It'd be cool thing. if it was like
0: the Wild West and there were no rules. You know, it was just a big, it's going to be a big land grab either way. You know, you'd be like, well, I, I'm, I own this crater now. And some be like, no, you don't shoot some dead with a space pistol. It's like, I own this now.
1: Isn't that what destiny was basically? I didn't play destiny, but it I felt like destiny either. I felt like I was on a moon and I had a six shooter. And I was like, we can master fucking space flight, but we can't master more than six bullets. Like, it just—I immediately stopped playing that game. I was like, fuck this whole game, man.
0: That's where it got you—the the ammo capacity. I
1: just like, again, <laughs> rocket ships, but six shots—that's it. Like, come on, right. man. And even if you want to be a cool hipster, like, let that be like, like have the shell of a revolver, but with like lasers or like something that turns people into monkeys or something. Just. I don't know. Pulling the monkeys, yeah. What are, you, what are you talking about? Monkeys are pretty cool.
0: I mean, I get that's an interesting punishment. <laughs> that's all I'm
1: saying. Sorry, I just monkeys are cool. <laughs> I had this. I, I had another real realization that like we're all just products of the animal kingdom, and mm-hmm. uh, and it's something that's not new to this podcast. I've talked about it a bunch, but I was looking up what do they call like bonobo monkeys or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <sighs> well, they're us. Like, if there was ever i like we're all descended from apes, sure, whatever. But that's not even necessarily true. We have a common ancestor. We're not descended from apes. Uh but if there was ever one that is straight up us, it's these motherfuckers. Like, you know, they they, they have societies. They're they're matriarchal, which I think is interesting. But you know the thing that really got me? They like fuck facing each other. That was yeah. a mind blower, ladies. <laughs> um, because it's like they the It's not impersonal. Yeah. yeah.
0: There's that's, romance. It's beautiful. Those bonobos. In a like way, I want to look at your bonobo face. It's kinda pretty, man. Don't think they about keep that. frogs as pets and stuff?
1: Well, yeah, but then I saw one thing where Bonobo fucked a frog and that that uh, also was like, Yep, we're human. <laughs> like that's us. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> people do that too. That's just more proof. Oh man.
1: I I weren't we all from the water eventually. Do you think there's like a like a like a whale monkey? It was just <laughs>
0: whale monkey
1: well like afterlife is real and he's just been fucking around for like 4.6 billion years just like <laughs>
0: just like a like a sperm whale sized ape just yeah, swinging through like, the I trees gave you
1: all of this like i was the one who escaped the water i got to land for you and this is what it became like Jesus it's like Christ. a King
0: Kong type situation, but it's a whale on the drive wood forest.
1: Imagine if Jesus Christ wasn't a man who died for our sins, but he was the first like whale hybrid slime thing to escape from the ocean. You mm. know what I mean? Like he he did sacrifice. He took an L for us, man. That's true. And how do we repay him? <laughs> like, we- how do we- Fro-yo, like this is what we did like that was the of, yeah that was Why the height of human Fro-yo? achievement because <laughs> that's the height of human achievement like we don't even give a shit like too so seriously we don't care that we got to the moon we care about like iphones getting smaller or bigger i think they're actually getting bigger now you know like yeah like, I, I think they're think like gonna make phones general. foldable again that would be actually kind of metal but it's still like a touch
0: screen but you can like fold it it's like an oled screen that you just
1: that would actually be pretty cool, man. I'm into it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think all the time about things that we deem important that are unimportant. I mean, like this Area 51 thing. I'm sure you've heard about this, right? Yeah. Like, this is a lot of
0: people gonna die.
1: Amazing, uh, but <laughs> yeah, because you know a lot of people are gonna die, and can I be honest? It's gonna sound fucked up. Let it happen. What I need more than anything is for what there's like over 1.5 million people who have subscribed. To like, oh, I'm going. I All I need is about 10,000. I need 10,000 white people to dare storm Area 51. Uh, yeah. And there would be like just a 10,000
0: 4chan users just yes. fucking rolling in there.
1: Yeah. No, I need all of them. One, it would be great because they would be killed and that would take out yeah. like a pretty good percentage of the fucking- And
0: world. also, I, I would guess like a good percentage are also libertarians too because they love <laughs> memes and 4chan.
1: <sighs> these libertarians sorry I, just, like, I
0: hate those on the fence motherfuckers you know Take a lane
1: well i mean the Koch brothers are a li- liber- libertarian i mean that's the thing yeah think about it it's like they're the good guys <laughs> like, the Koch brothers are the good guy crazy billionaires and they're not they're pure evil but mm-hmm. they identify as libertarians which like ron swanson's a libertarian do we hate ron swanson No, because Ron Swanson's also not a piece of shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that, like being a- But but Ron uh, Swanson
0: really wasn't a libertarian. He didn't like, he didn't accomplish any of his goals. Like his goal was to be in government, to take it down from the
1: inside. And he ended up helping make it Better. Well, but I think I think that the larger point of there is that like libertarian is bullshit. Like, yeah. li- libertarian is, is 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 like the uh the 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 low fat version of food as opposed right. to just fat free. It's like either have all the fucking fat or be fat free. Low fat <laughs> you're a piece of shit, okay? Like you mean nothing. You yeah. you give us no nutritional value. You are empty calories of the political system libertarians are. And so like fuck them. So I think actually that's a commentary of Mike Schur saying like yes he is 100% a libertarian and this is the effect of libertarianism in effect you do nothing uh-huh. you talk about things but you do nothing you have your arms folded and like well i didn't do it you're exactly a of, that's all i'm saying yeah just
0: abdicating responsibility so you can be a smug dink
1: well i'm sitting here just being like well let let this happen let 10,000 bros like let 10,000 brodies or 10,000 chads show up at area 51 let there be a massacre and that would be the next inciting incident. Yeah, look, I, like, I understand how bad a that massacre. sounds. Yeah, like with, 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 with the stroke of a pen, I was just like, uh, murder 10,000 people. But one, probably not the worst 10,000 people to go. And two, what does it then do? Like, are we really hiding something at Area 51? Probably right. not. Uh, or, or, or is it just the idea that these fucking white people have gotten out of control, and they think they can storm military bases. Like, what if they
0: actually do it? What if they actually I'm storm counting the base? on
1: them to do it is what you don't understand? I'm counting on it. But the larger point, the reason I brought this up is like, there's aliens there, man. We got to break these aliens out. Meanwhile, brown people at the border are in cages, like, we can't be bothered. So let's all RSVP. Like, if, what if the they ve- have like experimental
0: like bio weapons like terrible terrible viruses that were created in labs there and this is just how it happens this is like a 28 days later situation <laughs> like we're going to find aliens and then we end up killing the entire human population
1: that would actually be interesting see i thought we were going to go a different direction <laughs> with that um <laughs>
0: That because i just be thought you, i
1: thought it would be interesting it would catch my attention first of all the good news about being on the east coast currently is that i'm on the east coast and that shit right. is in it Nevada. it would take
0: it would take a minute to get over to us i read the stand i know i know the gestation right. period well,
1: thank you for saying it because i was literally thinking of the stand i'm like i'm, I'm yeah. living on stand rules okay like right so i'd be fine i can just get to europe eventually just got to find, like, a what, a used car salesman? And like Yeah. What, Mother Abigail, is that a <laughs> This woman who's, like, somehow immune and she's got followers and shit. Like, they'll be plentiful. Right. I'm not worried about it. No, but I'm just sitting here being like, uh, you know, if that were to happen, it would take a minute to get to us. We could make plans. We can go yeah. hold up a Home Depot or something. Man, is the
0: stand kind of problematic? Isn't that, like, the whole, like, sort of trope with the, the magical black woman? you know, where she's all mystical and stuff. Yeah. Is that problematic?
1: I don't know. I don't even know. know. Well, because because the the, the trope of the magical Negro in general is a problem. But it's a problem. It's almost like a good problem. Look, he's like like the idea that, like, oh, black dudes have big dicks. It's like, well, stereotype, but not a bad one. Like, what are you complaining about? It's like, in in these movies, like, okay, like, who's the, I feel like the most prominent magical Negro, and I feel bad saying that
0: word. Legend of Bagger Vance? Yes
1: right like clearly that's the one it's like where Will
0: Smith's purpose in life in the universe is to help Matt Damon get better at golf
1: we could take two strokes off your golf game man how's yeah. your short game you know how to putt I could teach you how to putt man like yeah he does that I mean like that or like Morgan Freeman and anything like he, yeah. he's just playing that like omnipotent I was there <laughs> like right. fucking God no more so than Priest Almighty He literally plays God he plays yeah. the Almighty in
0: fairness in Shawshank bringing him back Back to Shawshank, he does, you know, uh, like he's the one who's propped up by Andy Dufresne, yeah. You know, I was gonna say and it's not, the opposite, the yeah, yeah.
1: If anything, like, yeah, yeah like
0: he, Andy's the one who teaches he's him the, how to he's hope the, how to hope again,
1: he's the magical we grow man, like he yeah. really teaches him how to believe again, like
0: right. I, Remember when he gets the harmonica, and he's such, yeah, he's such a broken man that he can only play one note from his harmonica, and
1: puts yeah, it man. Um, I've got something they can't take away, hope. And then he, like, you know... it's a dangerous thing in these walls, And <laughs> What I'd really like for that movie is a rewrite where every, like, semi-inspirational thing that Andy Dufresne says <laughs> is met with a Morgan Freeman-ism.
0: <laughs> the bull queers had taken a liking to Andy. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, I just I love that so much. But, the, but the, my problem is this, like... Uh, okay you're a white dude so it's like it's harder to explain but like if every (laughs) (laughs) i loved how remorseful you were like i am i'm sorry sorry. no but like i would really love if every representation of a puerto rican person was that we had superpowers (laughs) like i wouldn't be mad about that like i'd be like look it's a little it's a little reductive but right you're gonna lie lie creatively i guess like nietzsche said that (laughs) you know (laughs) nietzsche said that
0: right instead of like you know fucking gangbanger stereotypes if it was just like you guys were saving the day constantly
1: right that would be great people say west side story is a classic but i look at it as a real like,
0: yeah that set us back i think that like we would have helped out puerto rico after that hurricane way earlier if we hadn't on, had that I, movie
1: I, I need to i love that you said that set us back and i have long put you as an honorary puerto rican <laughs> but this is the first time that you've ever been like yeah bro like you're so okay like i'm from the island motherfucker PR. i love you so much right now it's amazing uh yeah but like West Side Story yeah like if that didn't exist you think Trump wouldn't have given us that fucking thing but in his mind all Puerto Ricans are just like right and we're stabbing people
0: yeah in his cocaine addled brain that's probably he's probably just constantly hearing those finger snaps and just like
1: yeah I mean but would POC. I be mad would I be yeah. mad I don't know I'd be happy so magical negro trope I mean not as bad as it could be is all I'm Right.
0: Saying. <laughs> if we could get that for the Puerto Ricans we'd be in better shape
1: the magical Puerto Rican. <laughs> Let's make that a thing. I think we have to. I think that <laughs> in all of our work, solo and collaborative, we will always include a magical Puerto Rican. Okay, right. Like, we need because
0: to. we well we we got we got Miles Morales in into the Spider Verse. That's right. a start, but that's it's a just fucking a start. start.
1: That yeah. that that's like that's like hitting a goddamn home run at uh, uh, your rookie uh, uh par- your first at yeah. bat in your rookie season, like. I, I know shit. that movie
0: was not a flop by any means, but I feel like it should have been way more popular. I hope it more made
1: like three hundred fifty million, million, but I'm really hoping that Squeakle is like seven hundred. I mean, yeah, there's because it's on Netflix now. It's so. it's not even that, dude. It's just like a movie should not be that good and then fail. Like that right. movie, everything to me. Yeah. Like you, we saw it together, and you mm-hmm. saw me like regress mm-hmm. as that movie kept going. I was like, I'm not twenty nine. I'm twenty five. I'm twenty one. I'm eighteen. I'm, yeah. I'm ten. Like. I just I kept falling into like oh my god this is
0: the see- best adaptation
1: I've ever seen. Go ahead, sorry. Did you see Far From Home yet? No, because can I be completely honest? Like mm-hmm. Into the Spider Verse ruined Spider Man for me. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Like I I got to go back to fucking Wonder Bread. Like I've been playing. Uh, I just beat the Spider Man game yesterday, oh, last yeah? night at three thirty in the morning, and I got kind of annoyed by it. If I'm being completely honest, mm-hmm. uh, because yeah. like, did you beat this game yet?
0: No, I haven't been able to push through. It's, like, not grabbing me. Uh, It's weird.
1: It's weird. But you don't care about spoilers, right? No. All right. Well, at the very end of this game, there's, like, a poison that's being, like, uh, launched into New York City or whatever. And Aunt May got this at an earlier thing. So you have, like, one antidote, and -hmm. you have to choose between Aunt May and making antidotes for everyone else. Right. That doesn't make sense.
0: Classic choice
1: because why couldn't they just copy the thing and just give it to aunt may like right it doesn't make any sense anyway the point is like this peter parker i've seen that motherfucker i've seen him as a teenager i've seen him as an adult i've seen him as an old dude depending Mm -hmm. on the arc and it's just like i don't give a shit spider into the spider verse changed shit for me did you watch far from home did you like it
0: yeah i pirated it um come at me cops uh
1: this uh, is 192.68. No, I'm joking. Keep
0: going. Yeah. No, it uh it definitely like uh was is fine, but it's not Spider-Man is the problem. Like he's basically like a Tony Stark sponsored teenager, which mm. takes away like the qualities that make Peter Parker Peter Parker. Right. Because like in this movie, spoiler alert, Tony gives him these glasses that give him access to all of the Stark interfaces and databases and information he can look up information on literally anyone he can call forth like space drones from outer space or whatever and like shoot the shit out of people like he's basically like the new tony stark and he's a teenager yeah The, the peter parker i knew like couldn't pay his rent and this kid like has like fucking access to a multi-billion That's dollar Like,
1: look, I only like like lower middle class Peter Parkers, well, man. Like, but but no, like,
0: isn't that like what makes him Peter Parker? Is that he's he's relatable because he struggles, he deals with the things that like regular people deal with. As soon as you make him like a trust fund baby, like he, that goes out the window.
1: Right, right. The, the crux of Peter Spider-Man in general, and this is why Miles Morales specifically was so amazing to me as a Puerto Rican dude. But just like yeah. you know, Miles, Mor- Peter Parker. Yes, when you first meet him, he's a teenager going through teenager things. When he mm-hmm. becomes an adult, he's supposed to struggle like young adults do. They've always been able to do that. There is an arc going on right now. I think Bendis might be writing it. or No, Bendis went to DC, so someone else had to take over it. But, but he's basically Tony Stark. He's just like a rich fucking guy. And I'm like, I don't mm. care. And like, yeah. just your description of this movie, I'm like, why... Do I yeah. want to watch this, man? Is Jillon Hall that good? Like
0: Hall's doing his best, but like it's another problem where like just like the vulture uh Mysterio is a reaction to Tony Stark. Like his motivations are not based with anything Peter Parker has done. Peter Parker is secondary in his own story. Jesus. Yeah. So That's it's like good. we've had two movies in a row about Spider-Man where the thrust of the narrative tension has nothing to do with Spider-Man. Right. So Do you that's think kind of that we
1: just need to bring Miles Morales into those movies as the magical Puerto Rican? Wh-
0: like the cartoon version, though. Yeah, like action. no, no, no. It, it's yeah. it's
1: the Who Framed Roger Rabbit situation. <laughs> it's just like a mix of animation, mix of live action. I would
0: honestly love that if the MCU just incorporated like the animated characters from Into the Spider Verse.
1: See why not, man? That would be so fucking just lit. Right? Yeah, no, I haven't watched it. Can I? I you know, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I just um, and you Are know, kind of done. I, yeah i think i think i'm done i think i'm done yeah. with mcu man a little bit like i'll come back around for guardians 3 just because i'm curious to see if yeah, Gar- G- G- that that's
0: out. its yeah. own thing to me yeah
1: but 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 now it's become beholden to the mcu so now i'm just like yeah. new gamora like how is he gonna make that work i don't know but
0: thor is in there yeah, yeah
1: um yeah right thor fucking thor's there uh <laughs> but he's getting his solo movie uh they just announced there's gonna be a yeah. thor four with taika so i'm i'm Intrigued, but I wonder what that means for Guardians going forward. Uh, and in general, I just feel like I'm kind of I'm kind of done. I think they're great. Like I, you know, if you would have told me when I was 15 years old, you would know, be
0: tired of Marvel. I movies think I would have kicked my consistent. own ass. Yeah. yeah,
1: I think I would have kicked my own ass. But the truth is, just like I'm kind of done. Like yeah, they're not bad movies. Like that's the thing. Like I mean, even the Avengers movies. As much as I bitched about them, like they're technically fine. Right. They they, they just aren't doing the things that like I read comics because there were things you could only do in a comic book you know and then somehow the Sam Raimis of the world even though those were never like emotionally hitting the same notes as Guardians 2 for instance but Mm. they were able to do things I was like oh my god I never thought I would see that on screen and it was like, I'm getting goosebumps talking about this because it's like, it, comics mean so much to me. And it's like, we've gotten away from that. We yeah. It really is the commercialization of comic books. It's the Big Bang Theory effect of comic books where like, my biggest criticism of Big Bang Theory was like, oh, look, he's wearing a Flash shirt. He's a geek. Geeks like comic books. Huh? Like that right. was the extent of the thought that went into it. And now like, I feel like you have talented people working on these things. But do they love comics? Do they understand what makes comics comics? Like, you, when Spider Man, you're just telling me that he's got fucking glasses and a, and a mainframe. I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what is that, man? That's not Peter Parker. I don't know. I'm, I get off it, my Yeah, lock. it's, it's
0: preposterous. Like, and I think that, like, my biggest thing with these MCU movies, if I have a major overarching criticism, is that they feel impersonal. Like, they don't feel like emotional stories in the way that the best superhero films do. Like, I look at that original Sam Raimi trilogy for all its faults and corniness or whatever. Like, it had heart and it had character. But it also had those moments where, like, Aunt May sat down with Peter Parker and talked to him about, like, being a good man. Right. And, like, becoming the man that you're supposed to be and doing the right thing.
1: And well, like because they actually play with the nuance. About that. Well, they, they I me mean too. I mean, they just play with the nuance of, like... Uh, We've talked about like being great doesn't mean that you're good. Being yeah. super doesn't mean that you're moral. Like, And they right. still dealt with that in these old yeah. movies. Now everyone is just like, I'm a superhero. I'm beyond reproach. Right. Like, But, it's, but just- it's, it's
0: more than that. Just like taking a beat in your story to slow down and actually have a moment where like... You're allowed to feel something, or where the character like feels the weight of right. the things that have happened to them. You if have obligatory the, if, scenes like that in the MCU, but
1: if no if Endgame more. was a bunch of scenes like that opening scene with Hawkeye or whatever, I'd be kind of into it, man. Yeah, like because like, those scenes mean something to me because right. dramatically, even though they completely well, yeah, abandon it, <laughs> like after that, that's
0: another thing about this Spider-Man movie is like they're dealing with the blip or whatever is what they call it, where like. The entire cast of the original Spider-Man movie in the MCU was blipped out and came back, and they treat it like it was a joke that like half the Earth's population disappeared and came back. Like it, but does also not for years, like
1: we're seeming yeah. to forget that. Like, when does this take place? Is this is this like 2025 or some shit? This now? is
0: like six months after Endgame ended.
1: Yeah, but Endgame in itself had a built-in time jump, right? Yeah.
0: I don't remember how many years it was. Yeah, I guess it was like 2024 or something. So
1: he's just going back to school?
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're, they're like miraculously or conveniently all of his friends from high school and teachers or whatever like came back from the blip and they're all in high school age still.
1: But every like uh, their parents are six years older. Their old lovers are six years older. Well, they they
0: never deal with that. Like they never have a moment where Aunt May is like, "I'm an older woman now."
1: That would be interesting to me. Like that's the interpersonal drama that I fucking need here. And they, I feel like they just uh, glossed over it so they could have Happy Hogan tell a one liner. And like, look, I love Happy Hogan. Who doesn't? But like, yeah,
0: John John Favreau was phoning it in. let's be honest um but yeah I, I don't want to go on too long i know we've been going on for like two hours here um
1: oh shit it's been a minute yeah. it's been a minute well i mean we really circled the wagons today we talked about harry potter being a grand delusion magical <laughs> Negroes. like no like, can i rant about something really quickly it's actually a good rant i just want to i really want to give some love to something that i've been watching uh because we're talking about magical puerto ricans and shit um you know, you know me. Uh, we've talked about Los this, Spookies. Which is fucking wonderful, but not what I'm talking about. Uh we will talk about that next episode. Because okay. holy shit, have you watched that? Have you watched Los Spookies?
0: I, I only watched watched the first five minutes and my mom was not into it, so I like turned it off, but I really it's want to come great, back to it. Bro. I saw Fred Armison in there for some reason.
1: Yeah, but he is like such the background character. Like he yeah. got that show funded, but he's yeah, not it. you know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh he like that show is wonderful it is so weird and something i've never seen before but it's not the thing i was going to talk about what i was going to talk about Mm -hmm. is on this podcast and you know me just from like in life like i i few people in history of television mean more to me than norman lear like norman lear did all in the family he did fucking jefferson's good times he did mod he's he's amazing he wrote things in a way that people don't do anymore i think we had this conversation already like we couldn't possibly write something like this today is what i Uh said I'm wrong man i uh i watched netflix finally netflix as you know normally a remade one day at a time his 70s sitcom for netflix Mm -hmm. and it uh instead of being a white woman in indianapolis raising her kids as a single mom it is about a cuban family in echo park los angeles uh and she is raising her kids by herself and with her grandmother or with her mom right so the grandmother of the kids uh played by rita moreno since we're bringing up west side story you know rita moreno you may not get this man but like raul julia right the guy who played gomez adams and then rita moreno and lin-manuel miranda those are those three motherfuckers bro like like that's all we got culturally we (laughs) need to hang on to them uh I, i i've kept hearing over and over again oh it's wonderful it's wonderful but as you know man i think you and i are both allergic to three camera sitcoms and laugh tracks i cannot do laugh tracks like yeah Ugh, it just makes my skin crawl especially amazing. modern ones I, I can do
0: older ones like because that was the format
1: but they were like, also like actually earned like yeah. those laughs felt earned. like
0: rewatching cheers like goddamn great show
1: but yeah, yeah but those jo- like i felt like the audience was actually laughing as opposed yeah. to the on-air clap side yeah on. the canned <laughs> shit yeah. yeah like i hate that shit so i'm watching one day at a time and i'm five minutes into it and i'm just like ugh this fucking episode. Ugh. And I'm just not liking it. I'm like, I can't do this. Don't, don't insult me. Don't tell me when to laugh. Then we get to about the 15-minute mark, right? So let me be a pompous asshole. We get, we get to the meeting of the goddess in this episode because mm-hmm. they're doing 30-minute episodes, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm crying like a baby, man. Like, crying. Really? Second episode, crying. Third oh episode, God. crying. And so I, now we're almost at the end of season two, and it's just like, I forgot again that this is what norman lear does man doesn't matter that he's 94 now this guy knows how he treats the sitcom like it's a stage play rather than a three camera setup He, he he will let you linger on moments he will not be afraid to change the scene not on a laugh line you know like every everyone else feels obligated to do now um when I tell you that I have not been this emotionally moved by a sitcom and maybe ever like take that with a grain of salt. Like I know the Simpsons is technically a sitcom in the broadest sense of it. That has obviously moved me. There have been shows that I have loved. I love parks and rec. I love the office, but this was different because the depth of writing, but more specifically, Max, like when I tell you that I heard my family, like, the rhythms of the conversation because even though it's a cuban family the entire cast is puerto rican rita moreno's puerto rican uh, isabel um uh, romero is puerto rican all yeah. the kids are puerto rican like so i'm sitting there watching this and listening to it and i'm like i'm hearing my abuelita i'm hearing her have some slick fucking remark i'm hearing my mom talk shit i'm i'm there's an episode where they're at a baseball game and they're like oh yeah pablito oh yeah and i'm like oh my mom did that you know what i mean when i played little league and and it just it, it, it i don't know man it hit me like a fucking ton of bricks dude i just could not yeah. believe how great the depth of writing was and dude they're going ham any topic ptsd fucking trans fucking k fucking va anything mm-hmm. you can imagine like this is vintage norman Lear he's going after it and he's going after it and and a smart fucking clever way and an emotional way and i was just really blown away by it man and uh you know we don't often give recommendations on the show because i have a tv yeah <laughs> podcast that i do uh but i really want you to watch it man and like know that you're watching a shitty sitcom like, okay. it's, like the format of a shitty sitcom and it's elevated it to this next level um and if you look up like uh the, the seppenwall i believe mm-hmm. who's the av club is that your guy is that vander whatever is he the uh, he's on
0: vox um vox. and That's actually just transitioned you know? uh came out as trans um, Emily Vanderwerf now. Yeah.
1: What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that's wonderful. He, he She would specifically love this episode then. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I mean, if you get a chance, like, read a lot of critics that I respect have been ranting about it and talking about it. How is this this real fucking gift? And it got canceled by Netflix and another network picked yeah. it up. And I was so grateful because I'm like, I need Rita Moreno every day of my life. You know, she's yeah. amazing. She's amazing. Uh, The reason Um, I brought this up for you, though, quickly, is that the main character looks like a Spanish version of your mom. (laughs) Like, I mean, (laughs) the entire time I'm watching it, the hair, the cheekbones, and the smile, like, it's your mom. Like, watch a couple episodes, and you will totally understand what I mean. And so I'm watching it, and I'm just like, you know, I've always considered Max a magical Puerto Rican, but but now, like, I have it verbatim. Like, his mom is a magical Puerto Rican, and she's on my TV screen. It's
0: It's just more evidence that I'm secretly Puerto Rican.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, No, we've had um, a lot to overcome in the last year as Puerto Ricans.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We really have. We've come a long way, man. No, um, I I actually wanted to raise you a recommendation as well because I don't have a TV podcast. um, So I I don't have a platform for this other than this. Um, I've been watching, uh, and this is not like, this is something I would have been hesitant to recommend a couple years ago. But at this point, like, fuck it. Uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend been watching the final season of it. It's finally on Netflix. And holy shit, is that show fantastic. Um, it's a musical show, which would put a lot of people off. It's like a quote unquote woman show, which would put a lot of people off. But it's funny as shit. deals with things like mental illness, depression, um, regret, aging, etc. Like all those constant heavy themes of like being an adult in the modern era. And it also comes up with like a great original song every episode, at least one which is, like, an impossible thing. I don't even know how they do it. Um, yeah, listen, please. we
1: all like fly to the Concords, but they weren't all winners, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah seriously. Um, like, please, please watch it. Um, it's one of, like, the great underrated TV comedies. Where is it cast. right now? It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix? All yeah, Yeah.
1: give it a chance, man. Seriously. No, no, I mean, I always value your opinion. I, that's what I'm saying. I really like that we're getting to the point where we're – is that 30 minutes or is that an hour? That's an hour. That's an hour. Okay. Well, I mean, in the case of uh, One Day at a Time, I just like the idea that the 30-minute format, the sitcom, has always Mm -hmm. been something that's supposed to be bereft of any kind of uh, depth or emotion or anything controversial. And I like that, like, there are things that are actively saying, go fuck yourself, like... The idea right. of like 30 minutes is comedy and hours a yeah. drama. That's bullshit. We're like moving past that, I think. Yeah.
0: And I also just Wonderful. love that it's like a network sitcom that's like has songs about like, you know. What
1: is that, CW or go, what Going
0: through menopause or like having a period or like shit that I've never dealt with. And they're like making it funny and putting it on TV too. Right. why was like that men- funny
1: men- you? <laughs> well like i don't know Wait. menopause the musical like that's basically what it is like that's that's yeah. amazing man uh what 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 network is that is that like cw or something
0: yeah that was cw
1: Okay. that's honestly i feel like cw can take chances like that sometimes because they're not yeah. cbs you know what i mean like they get exactly. away with it um yeah man, yeah, man. cw ain't all bad <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> like you said that like you really needed to, to, to prove that to somebody <laughs> i
0: mean they're, they're the people who made like one tree hill and shit right
1: on a fresh they're also the thing that i hate about them the most is that they would never say on a brand new episode they would always they would do like they wanted it to be outside the box so whenever they had new episodes the wb like tonight on a fresh everwood like they would say fresh right. instead of new <laughs> and that bothered the shit out of me for some reason it's just like, trying to get know,
0: that youth market bro
1: yeah, but nothing it went on urban
0: like, dictionary they're like freshest yeah, lingo.
1: Nothing drives the youth away <laughs> like, quicker
0: than like a 50-year-old uh, screenwriter smoking a cigar. Yeah, like, it's Yeah, it's, that's on fleek. It's lit. Steve
1: Buscemi in 30 Rock. What's up fellow teenagers? Like that sort <laughs>
0: not fair for me to ask what kind of wife you might make forbidding you to smoke like the fascist butt of a joke that is poor practice for opening the heart to a possible start